So I've been feeling on and off stuffed up, and right now I'm feeling a little stuffed up. And the annoying thing is, I know exactly what caused it. Erin and I, as part of our Christmas present from her parents, got brand new flannel sheets. And so, uh, for the first week, once we once we they were out of stock, so we we got them a few weeks ago, and it took me several days to realize that starting the night that we put them on the bed, oh. every morning I woke up, like, totally stuffed up. Uh-huh. And, like, my eyes red, like, everything. You know, like, real real bad, like, allergy kind of symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so I've mostly mitigated it by changing the pillowcase. That's the biggest thing. And, like, you know, we've been washing them more frequently, and eventually I I feel confident that it will all turn out okay. But at least for now, it's been very irritating. And it means that I am, like, uh, inconsistently stuffy just randomly. Mm-hmm. So that's been frustrating. I'm sorry. That's all right. We'll get there. Just, you know, it makes it uh, more likely that we'll actually wash the sheets on a normal or, like, better... Uh, schedule. I'm not going to say normal because I'm sure the normal schedule across America is pretty rough. But let's just say an improved schedule. Yeah, a schedule so. closer to what it should be, according yes. to quote unquote experts. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but two pieces of good news on top of that. Uh, good news number one: to stick with the gift theme and the errand theme for Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, I, I told Aaron she doesn't need to get me anything, but if she does want to get me something, it can be chocolate. That's all I really want. Mm-hmm. And so she went above and beyond, and she has uh, someone who is in the same year as her in, in her program who is from France. And she mm-hmm. had this person get, like, a fancy French chocolate for me from France over winter break. Ooh, that's some commitment. It I hate is, people like that. It was not totally selfless. They make me selfless. feel like I'm bad at gift, go- gift giving. It, it was chocolate that Erin had had before because her mom was a French teacher and would sometimes had gone to France several times and would bring back this particular kind of chocolate called Souchard. So Erin had had this before and wanted it for herself as well. So she bought enough that we have equal amounts of this chocolate. So, yeah. yeah. Well, fair enough, right? Yeah. Although I did... <laughs> I did after I had my first um Rocher. They're like truffles, but they're like huge. like think of like your typical Lindor truffle. Mm-hmm. The size of this thing is probably like three of those. They're really big, which is really fun. So how do you <laughs> That's a question that I've always had is how are you supposed to eat truffles and especially ones that big? Because like the Lindor ones, I always assumed you were just supposed to pop the whole thing in your mouth, but they were, like, slightly too large to do that very comfortably? I've never had a problem doing that. I guess I suppose if I felt the need to savor them, I've bitten them in half just mm-hmm. to kind of feel like I'm getting everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, but for these French ones, it's definitely, like, they are well beyond the point where you would consider putting them entirely in your mouth. It would be absurd. Yeah. Wait, uh, so is it three times, like, three times the diameter or three times the volume? Uh, uh, the, probably the volume. Okay. 
So they're kind of. Uh, so I was gonna say three times the diameter is like an apple. <laughs> they're shaped kind of like a frustum, if you will. So uh, take a I cone. I will once I Google what frustum. Take means. a cone, but chop off the pointy part. Ah. Uh, right. So it's round. Yes. Uh, but it's you know it's not like it's not a cylinder. It's a yeah a cylinder that narrows. Um, so let me just find you a picture of one of these bad boys. Um, bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? Copy what image. Throw this in Skype for you. Oh, I gotta open up. Go back to Skype. Where's Skype? Where'd Skype go? Oh, I got a, I got a notification. Oh, ooh, daddy. Wow, that looks fancy. And yes. in the new beta view, it pops up so I can actually see it. All right. I like it. So, but yeah, so that's what they look like. Um, I suppose they actually are slightly more conical than I actually thought, but you get the idea. But mm-hmm. in either case, they're very large. So it's like, a- as this picture shows, this picture is a very partial bite. That's mm-hmm. how I'm eating them. Because one of these things, despite being half the size of a Snickers bar or so, it has the same number of calories as your typical Snickers bar. Yeah. <laughs> so you just want to really slow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did I did slightly ruin the effect for myself of how fancy these were when I found out that I can buy them on Amazon. That <laughs> Not to say that I can buy them for cheap, right? Yeah. They, they're still pretty expensive, but I can get them on Amazon. So if I'm really desperate for fancy chocolate sometime in the future, I have something to fall back on. Because there's not really fancy chocolate in the United States these days. Yeah. There's chocolate that, like, tries to present itself as fancy, but it's not really that different. Mm-hmm. So, this has been a nice change of pace. Yeah. I think um, it's, I've gathered that it's difficult to get legitimately fancy chocolate around here. Or yeah. maybe... Because I had some coworkers who, like, liked their real fancy chocolate, and they would, like pooled together like once or twice a year and like order some from i don't know someplace online mm-hmm. but like they would like pool together because it was like so expensive to get a ship because it was like international shipping and you had to pay like import taxes or i don't know what the whole deal was but it was apparently a big bunch of big bunch of hullabaloo so it's the type of thing that if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it like once a year yeah i mean all of the brands like international brands the one that i'm aware of is cadbury where i've been told there used to be a time where they were like really, really good, and then they changed the recipe in the U.S., and then that change in the U.S. slowly spread to other countries. And there might still be places that Cadbury has its sort of original way of doing things, but I'm not sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But the likes of Hershey and such have really ruined chocolate for a lot of the United States. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if there's a comeback sometime, but at least for now. Uh, this, you know, posh French chocolate will serve me well. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm excited. The uh, So right now we just have dark chocolate. They also got, Aaron, Aaron also requested milk chocolate, but then that back got delayed coming back from France. So don't mm. have milk chocolate. But I've been informed that the milk chocolate tastes even more like really fancy Nutella, apparently. Because it's hazelnut chocolate. God, I was just thinking about that this weekend and how long it's been since I've had Nutella. Because, mm. like, I've I've stopped buying it because I stopped being able to control myself. Yep. You went um, the route of Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Yep. And 
I oh, I was at the grocery store right before this, and I almost broke. <laughs> I, I like walked out because I had to get peanut butter, and so like I was in the aisle uh-huh. and I saw in it in the nut butter aisle. Yep. The other thing that I learned this week hmm. is I don't know if. I am, have not been aware of this, but have you heard of something called like chocolate hummus or uh, like <laughs> this phenomenon of like hummuses that aren't garbanzo bean based no. and they're like dessert hummuses or something like, like they call it hummus, but it's up. not hummus. It's objectively not hummus. And like when I learned about it, the people who were talking about it were like very angry about this. And I was irrationally angry about it as well, even though I didn't even know it existed until like 10 seconds prior. Either that or I just dreamt all this and I'm crazy. A healthy alternative fact. I don't even remember where I like heard so, about this. But like, from what I can story. tell. Okay, let me let me just look this up. Oh, they Sabra. got some at Trader Joe's. Yes, yeah, it seems like some Trader Joe's crap. Chocolate hummus. I want to see. Oh, stop being so dumb. Oh, the Trader Joe's ones has garbanzo beans in it. That's still not okay. And it has this is what I was still? saying is is from the the first <sighs> I just looked at an article from Food and Wine where they tried they tried five different ones. Um a chocolate one, a cake batter one, sea salt caramel. This is just wrong. Apparently there's like a vanilla bean one, a brownie batter one, all this sort of stuff. But it is still made with chickpeas. Okay. So it's like being marketed as like an alternative healthy sweet dip of sorts this is such crap like don't get your nutella and strawberries and all that sort of stuff get your sabra dark chocolate dessert dip and spread is what it's actually called but then i think they're just banking on like these companies that are making them are banking on using their like at least sabra like looking exactly like the like guacamole and hummus containers that you're used to seeing in the grocery store if you're in the hummus world so I don't okay. know. I would totally try this. <laughs> I'm okay with them calling it dessert dip, but I'm seeing a bunch that are called like just straight up hummus, and this seems gotcha. wrong. I think similar to our, I feel like we've had uh, brief mentions of yogurt kind of stuff in the past. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, people make yogurts that aren't actually yogurts, and they get, you know, actually this came up in OHAC the other day where I was showing them uh, a brownie batter ice cream that I bought while I was in Minnesota, but nowhere on the container anywhere did it say ice cream it always said frozen dairy dessert mm. and this is a very similar thing where i think sabra is wise to the fda and is just trying to not but but also again because sabra is already what they are like they're so recognizable i feel like they don't need to call it hummus and people will just refer to it that way naturally versus any yeah. third-party company that's like trying to break into this space without having like a real hummus stronghold has mm-hmm. to come at it up from the hummus angle to make themselves. Yes. Sabra's deep in the game. Yes, yes. So, I don't know. I'd totally try this. I'd get myself some pretzels and or strawberries and get this chocolate spread and just see what it's like. You see what it's like. <laughs> I I did the freaking frozen pizza thing. You you put yourself on the line for this one. That's fair. This seems so much safer than frozen pizza. I'm going to look up at Safeway right now and see if they have this. Pizza. I'm going to see if they have this at my Safeway. Sabra chocolate dip. Uh, it doesn't appear it's made it to San Fran, as best I can tell. Good. So I guess we'll have to try Amazon. 
you don't have to do this. It's not. I don't really care that much. See, the funny thing is, you have to look up Sabra chocolate hummus. Like that's what it wants you to autocorrect to. <laughs> but that's uh, not what Sabra calls it. But Amazon, Amazon Kitchen has a chocolate hummus. Mm. Is what they're calling it. There's a chocolate tahini spread. But the the Sabra one, the one that I want, doesn't seem to be here, which is like pretty disappointing. I would have. I want the. I want the real deal here. Target has it. Like I feel like we've established. I feel like we've established that I don't have like the most discerning palate. But I just feel like the flavors do not go together. Probably not. Tahini, garbanzo beans, and chocolate is not a like combo that I. I'm adding this to my cart right now. Could have ever really felt like I needed in my life. I don't want Amazon Fresh though. I just kind of want it to be under Amazon, if that's possible. This is marketing run amok. That's what it is. Probably some marketing dudes like, how can we get into the dessert space? Yeah. Throw some chocolate in that crap and call it dessert hummus. Pretty much. Um, uh, interesting. So, but the other. I'll keep this in mind. I don't know if I'll be able to get this from Amazon right now because it only seems to be in their Amazon Fresh thing, which I don't want to do. Yeah. Because then it's like $6 of shipping if I don't get to $35. Don't do that. It's not um, I don't care enough. Yeah, me neither. But the other good news that I wanted to share, because <gasps> it's now official. Uh, the other, a few weeks ago, I don't remember if I told you this, but... I feel like I may have the uh, disc golf league that I played in. Did I tell you about this? You told me about a disc golf league that you played in. Okay. So yeah. So I played in a disc golf league. It was $5 to enter. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, I think I had mentioned that I was pretty sure that I had gotten into the top half of my division, Mm -hmm. which meant that I would get some sort of payout. And it's official. Just the other day, I got a Venmo from the guy in charge of it for $8. Hot dog. So there you go, big money, big money, Mister Moneybags. I have to go over buy here. myself a chocolate bar just to celebrate. Ooh, blow, blow half of my disc golf bonus. Yeah, Your <laughs> disc golf bonus. How much does it cost to do this thing again? Five dollars. Okay. <laughs> so I can get myself a Twix bar and save the other dollar fifty for for a rainy day. Left or right? Uh. I feel like I'm going to need to, like, eat a Twix bar. Like, I think I know what question you're asking me, which is, like, which one do I eat first, I assume? No, which one do you... Which one's better? Oh. This is not a question I've ever heard. You have... Um, have you not heard any of Twix marketing in the past, like, two or three years? I I mean, since I stopped watching TV, the last Twix commercials that That's I always fair. saw was the pause. So Twix has had this thing about, like... Oh, people, like, arguing about, like, which is better, the left or right Twix. And so then they've started selling packages that are, like, labeled, like, left <laughs> Twix. Left so, Twix. so it's, like, two left Twixes <laughs> and, like, two right Twix. Twix? That's pretty yeah, funny. I haven't Twix. noticed that. And, yeah. And I th- I feel like I would probably be totally oblivious to this if it hadn't, like come up around me in life but like i mean people that's marketing arguing. It's, it's one of those bits of marketing that i almost wish that i was aware of because like that that's pretty funny to me i feel like it's uh, so stupid it's funny yeah when i go to i need to go to the grocery store after we're done here so maybe i'll keep an eye out yeah tell me if they're still 
doing this sort of marketing stuff or if it's just permeated culture so much people are still talking about it even after they've stopped yeah i'll see i haven't noticed anything before but but yeah so made my three bucks that made me feel pretty good nice it made me feel even better going into next time where i'm pretty confident i can play at least a few strokes better if not many strokes better Mm-hmm. so yeah sweeto yeah oh but so the other uh no we should probably move on <laughs> no you can uh, I, you can you can do another thing that's okay i know i know um so i uh, related to disc golf because of disc golf i have come across a musician that i now very much enjoy uh-huh so it's a guitarist named Corey wong who is based out of minneapolis and he's kind of like a jazz funk guitarist who has, you know, he's played in several bands and then also has his own sort of solo, you know, like a, an act that is named after him, you know, but, you know, he has his whole band going on. And I almost sent this to you, too, because I feel like you would enjoy this because on his YouTube channel, there are several full videos of his concerts, Ooh. like produced by him and his team. And there's two from Minneapolis. And, and it was funny because just last night I, I saw an Instagram story from someone that I knew from college who was at this guy's concert, you know, a full four days after I discovered him at all in the world. <laughs> and, you know, prior to that, I would have never even like, you know, had a second thought about the fact that this concert was going on. But I was like, oh, dang, that's so cool. Like now that I've watched one of his concerts on YouTube, like I'm this is a concert that I know I would want to go to. Mm-hmm. And it's really the first time I've thought about that in like a modern music scene. So, but anyway, this uh, a YouTube channel, Jomez Pro, that is kind of the de facto leader of uh, disc golf content on YouTube. <laughs> they did a like one hour video with this guy, Corey, because he also happens to be into disc golf. And when the tour was in Minnesota last year, like the disc golf tour, uh, a group of disc golfers met up with him and just like they spent time out at a disc golf course, uh, actually at Bethel University in St. Paul, and then also spent time in his studio in Minnesota. Uh, it was just like a cool video in general. And I was like, oh, let me look up this guy's music. And I was like, dang, this is like way more up my alley. Like, I'm, I'm super mm-hmm. lucky that it just happened to be this guy who um, I am now really into. And and the other side of that is now I was just telling Aaron today, I was like, or I suppose it was the other day too, but she's actually on board with this. I'm like, I oh. think in the next few months, I'm going to get an electric guitar. I had one in <laughs> high school. Like, it's, it's, you know, I play guitar. Like, it's not a ridiculous thing to say. Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mark plays guitar because he's cool, you know. I do play guitar. Uh, uh-huh. We have one here, but... I, I know you do. <laughs> I'm just trying to make fun of you for it. Uh... But I had an electric guitar in high school, and then I sold it right when I was going into college. And it was a pretty cheap electric guitar. Uh, but now I'm like, man, I had a lot of fun playing that. Like, there's just... Like, acoustic guitar is fine. You know, it's it's a good, like, all-purpose type of instrument for a lot of good reasons. But you're way more limited in what you can really do with it compared to an electric guitar and the kinds of music that you can reasonably play. Yeah. So, I'm like... I think I want to get an electric guitar. 
don't. Not jumping on it quite yet, but I'm pretty convinced in my head right now that that's what I want to do. But I'm going to try and let it simmer for like a month. And if like, you know, it just kind of dies away, that's fine. But I feel like I want one. Yeah. So episode 200 is going to open up with you absolutely shredding it on your brand new electric guitar. (laughs) That's right. You're going to hear smoke on the water like you've never heard it before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got to... Do you ever... Oh, maybe... Nah. uh, (laughs) I'm trying to decide if I want to admit... Spit it out. Do you ever watch the YouTube content that's like musicians like tricking people on like omegle or something into thinking they don't know how to play guitar very well or like some instrument very well and then they like just absolutely start going crazy and the people are just like oh my god whoa that's so cool uh no i haven't <laughs> oh my gosh it's honestly pretty trash content but it's still entertaining at times if you shut your brain off um uh. but there's people who like they'll like, oh, God, what are the people's, like, the do, I think? I don't remember what it's freaking called. I think that's what it is. But he, like, he'll start by being, like, he'll have a guitar and be like, hey, like, do you mind if I, like, play a song? I'm just, like, learning. And he'll, like, butcher, like, hot cross buns or something. Oh, so you, okay, so the, I I had a particular guy in mind who I was going to go to. And I'm looking now. I was like, oh, what should I send Grant here? And he has a four-video playlist literally called Omegle. So... <laughs> That's probably it. Uh, Davey504, who is a ridiculous bassist. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was going to say, that I've watched his videos sometimes, but not Omegle ones in particular. Just him doing, like, you know, someone being like, oh, this bass line, that's from, like, uh, a synth or whatever. You know, like, it was put down on, like, a piano or in a computer, whatever, right? No one actually played this bass line. It was just produced. And it's like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is impossible to play on an actual bass. And the guy's like, I can do it. And he does it. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Meggle, man. I'm lucky. I feel like I'm lucky to a certain extent that that was not part of, like, the dumb stuff that <laughs> our friends did in high school. At least my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would have been a really easy thing, like, you know, hanging out with Patrick and the like. I'm amazed uh, you didn't. To be yeah, on like a Saturday, and it's like, uh, yeah, it is amazing that that didn't happen. But it seems like the exact <laughs> vibe of that group of people. I agree. <laughs> now it was, just, it was lots of GTA Five actually, or GTA Four probably at that wow. time. I don't know. We we would uh, play single player, and the rule was just you have to go out guns blazing and survive for as long as you can. <laughs> That was all we did because mm-hmm. <laughs> Patrick had played the game where he had basically everything unlocked. So it was just go crazy until you die, until you get shot by cops. Uh, yeah. And then it's the next person's turn. Grant has brought Cleats by Bill Hines. And we have a couple of uh, boys uh, sitting around a campfire. One with qu- quite the uh, uh, buzz cut. The other with... Uh, thick curly brown locks uh, really not that curly but looks like he has thick hair sitting around the campfire roasting some marshmallows it looks like uh, that's what one, that's what we would expect uh, the one with the buzz cut looking a little down I guess he's saying this has been kind of a weird soccer camp and the other boy looks at him 
What do you mean? Well, we haven't done much soccer stuff. Uh, and the other boy, uh, looking a bit, you know, uh, I don't know, pleased with himself, maybe a bit excited. He's holding up a little, some sort of square with a soccer ball on it. And he's saying, what do you mean? We got these soccer camp t-shirts. We made the soccer design leather wallets. And we learned those soccer campfire songs. And the boy with the buzz cut clarifies his annoyance, saying, I mean, you know, running and kicking and stuff. And the the boy holds up a flaming marshmallow that, upon closer inspection, may, I don't know, because of the way that it's browned, may look like a part of a soccer ball. I'm not sure if that's the point. But in either case, the kid says, and don't tell me you don't like these soccer schmores. And off screen, we have who, someone who is presumably a counselor at the soccer camp saying, kids, have you ever heard of the soccer snipe? Ha 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 ha. Ha. So uh, this evening, we're going to play the cla- a classic game of vague connections to get what Grant's going to talk to talk about or Ooh. force Mark to talk about. So, so a snipe is a type of bird, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what they tell me. And you know, another type of bird is like a hawk. And you know, hawks—they're known for like they can see things from far away. Mm-hmm. You know what else can see things from far away? Someone looking through binoculars. You know, it's a lot like a binocular. A monocular. Mm-hmm. You know what a monocular is? If you connect it to a gun, it's a scope. Scope. You know who uses scopes? Snipers. Mark, are you, I'm sure you're aware of the term nerd yes, the, sniping, aren't you? <laughs> this was the connection that needed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, Grant. I'm glad this you appreciate remi- it. What you just did, even though obviously it was the worst connection to make, uh, <laughs> the worst. as opposed to the direct one, but it reminds me of a game <laughs> that I would play with Tim and whoever else sat at our lunch table. I don't even remember what year of high school this was. And we would play a word association game mm-hmm. where you had where you would try and come up with two disparate objects and then basically do exactly what you just did, which was come up with a uh. chain of things that connected them. Mm-hmm. So that that just uh, some flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At that same lunch table was when, uh, you know, those like a uh, kind of strawberry... Not puree, like a like a reduction of strawberries that you can get in like a plastic container. You make it sound so Almost. fancy, but you know what I mean. I'm yeah, just, I'm just yeah. A strawberry reduction. Yeah, uh, and one time for no good reason, as per usual, Tim <laughs> banged down one of these with his fist, leading it to explode everywhere naturally, and including above surprised. us. And I think. We, we always got a kick out of it for the rest of the year when we sat at our usual lunch table and looked up and there was still strawberry stuff just up there. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, snipers. What are we talking about with this? <laughs> uh, the concept of nerd sniping. I assume... Nerd sniping, that's that what it was, right. You're abundantly aware. You may have even introduced me to it. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. The XKCD comic is where I first learned the term. Yeah. Sometime early in college, probably, or late in high school. Yeah. 
I believe that's where the term like originated. Maybe not. I don't know. Or I would popular. I acceptance. would default to giving him credit for for all but inventing it. Yeah, popularizing for sure, if not inventing. I agree. Yeah. So you're abundantly aware of it. Um, yep. And I was wondering, is it something that you personally connect with the concept? Like, is it something that you see in your daily life or anything? Or is it just kind of a neat thing that you're aware of, but don't really connect with? I mean, luckily not my daily life. Otherwise, I wouldn't get things done. <laughs> but that's well, not, definitely... Not day, but. I mean, but yeah, it's definitely something that happens. Okay. Um, I both have experienced it firsthand in various you know, levels of intensity. And I've seen it happen lots of times at work amongst my coworkers. Yeah. Um, and it's even more obvious when it happens now that we like largely communicate over Slack still. And someone will ask some innocuous question or not innocuous, something that's very definitely kind of a, a nerd bait kind of question. And you'll come back and, you know, and lots of these questions, it's like, okay, they're talking about something with math that like, I can probably follow the gist of the conversation as it goes along, but I'm not going to be able to contribute anything novel here. So I'll just kind of let it go on. And then you come back half an hour later and there's like, it's like 37 replies. And you're like, all right, oh, let's God. read through what just happened. Oh God! <laughs> uh, so that happens a lot at my work, which is, you know, pretty consistent with the kind of people that I work with mm-hmm. and the kind of work that we do. So, yeah. Yeah, nerd sniping is definitely something that, like, resonated with me. Maybe not when I first learned about it, but when I... The, the term stuck in my brain, mm-hmm. and probably about halfway through college, I started to recognize it happening to me in various situations. Can you think of a time recently when you've been personally involved in a nerd sniping, whether being the sniper or the nerd? the Mm -hmm. snipey i feel like i do it to myself sometimes oh dang it okay sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding that never happens this is perfect Um, no you do it to yourself yeah no continue (laughs) but yeah i don't know sometimes you come up with an idea that is just too tantalizing not to run with or something that just that just nags at you Mm -hmm. um for me, it's tip at these days. It's just something related to work, like maybe like a programming thing where I'm like, oh, maybe I could make that easier. I'm like, oh darn it, I had that thought. Now I have to put in a lot of work to try to make this easier. Yep. Otherwise, I'm going to be really frustrated. But yeah, I, no, no very specific example that I could like even give a brief description of immediately comes to mind. Like something super recent, but even like in college. I would consider some very good homework problems as a form of nerd sniping. Mm. Like there, there were certain problems that stuck with me where I really wanted to dive deeper into them or find different approach. Like, I don't know. It was, uh, and maybe it's not fair to say that because, you know, it's an assignment or whatever. It's not quite in the spirit of a nerd snipe, but I had that sensation of, mm. I need to like, it's this isn't a problem that I'm annoyed that I have to do because it's hard and it's homework. It's like no, this is like I really want to figure this out and I yeah. really want to like get down to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. So there were definitely a handful of really good questions that I can think of from college that did that for me. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm thinking back to college and thinking like, I feel like that was something that happened in some of my physics classes where some mm-hmm. of the homework yep. problems would be written in a way where it's like, yeah, the whole class is kind of stumped on it. And like, here's two pieces of information. F- find the answer, you know? Yeah. Here's two very vague pieces of information, and then, like... That's somehow enough for you to solve this entire problem. Yeah, and then somebody figures it out because yep. you got to do, like, some Taylor series expansion or some BS. hmm And then everyone's like, oh, we all hate you. This is stupid. Your ideas are <laughs> stupid, but, like, you did get it right, so, like, <laughs> we'll also listen to you. Yep. Yeah, I get that. I'm trying to find... There we are. Well, this was a, a final for my topology course. Ooh. Um, it was a take-home final, which is why I have a copy of it on hand. Um, and so the first three problems, I wrote my solutions to them in one and three-quarters pages. Right, oh, So we're three-quarters three of the way down page two. And then problem four, the final problem on the exam. Oh, never mind. Problem five was the final problem on the exam. So I guess I was wrong. But anyway, problem five... I still took a page and a half to answer. And it was like, it had something to do with making a really weird connection between, like, just the integers and a circle in particular. Like, the integers as, like, a proper noun? Like, like the integers? The, the set of integers. Like, provided to you in the... Or just, like, just the set of... In, like, like the integers of which we are, with which we are all familiar. Okay. And it was something to do with mapping those onto a circle. I don't know. It was a weird problem, but I just remember, like, it took me days to solve this, and I worked on nothing else. Uh-huh. And it wasn't. I wasn't upset about it. It was like, I want to figure out the trick here. Yeah. And the page and a half to answer it is not like, like, a lot of that is like, ex- like you know, explaining a lot to the trick, but the trick itself mm-hmm. was pretty, uh, quote-unquote, simple- once you figured out the trick, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it would be like, you know, another uh, idea in math would be like, if you had some integral that someone gave you before you learned something like partial fractions uh, in Calc 2 or whatever, and you were like, wait, how would I solve this? And then you realize that all of a sudden you can use this partial fraction idea. Like you come up with that on your own. And that was the point of the problem. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what this was like, in a sense. Okay. Like, you have to come up with some sort of method to do this thing that you would have otherwise not really seen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I suppose the other one that came to mind would have been easier to explain, which was basically like... (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I've told you about this one, too. Uh, It was a a combinatorics class, and one of the main... Like, one of the homework assignments, it was all about basically one problem, which was tiling a 2 by n rectangle. So you just take a bunch of squares, you know, two two tall, and then any amount wide, right? Uh-huh. And how many ways can you tile them using dominoes? Right, so a domino is two units, and it can either go up and down or left and right. Uh... Right, so if you just have a 2 by 2 square, you can tile it two ways. You can either have both dominoes up and down, or both dominoes going left and right. Okay. Right. And the goal was to show that under certain circumstances, different rules about this tiling 
generate the Fibonacci numbers. So if you're gen- if you're tiling Ooh. a two by n, for every time you increase n, the number of tilings just corresponds to the next Fibonacci number. Whoa! Uh, which you know, spoiler alert. But I so I did the entire I I dove into this problem and, and was able to skip like four parts of the problem because I was able to show that the final thing that he wanted us to do could also be explained in terms of this tiling, which he didn't know. Like he didn't realize that. Oh. And so my solution was like, well, I'm just going to ignore this, the like roadmap that you built for us. Cause I can solve this other part like right now. Yeah. And, and that was like a, an interesting sort of nerd snipe as well. Like it made me think about the problem very differently uh, just cause it was a really engaging kind of problem for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still don't know how to solve the original nerd sniping problem, though. I've looked it up, but I don't understand it. <laughs> Wait, I gotta... Rem- the the infinite grid of one-ohm resistors? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest, like, I read the comic and I just, like, wrote that off. Because I was like, I'm not even gonna think about this. I gave that problem to my Physics 2 TA, because he hadn't seen it before. Oh, poor kid. No, he solved it. Like, he saw... Oh. I was like... Do you think that you can solve this problem faster than I can finish this quiz? And he was like, I don't know. Let's find out. And he finished it in like four minutes. I was what? like, all right. <laughs> he was good. The magic conk is what we called him. Chris Conklin. Ah. He was a good guy. You know what else was pretty cool, Mark? Uh, Heathcliff by George Gately. In this scene, we have a... Uh, I'll say like a a Christmassy winter wonder. It's like it's snowing and there's like pine trees with seemingly nonsensical uh, amounts of snow on them in like bands. It's weird. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm getting stuck on on important details. And I've got a boy and a cat who look kind of small in the frame of the comic because you can kind of see all these trees in the background, a big portion of the sky. And there's snow falling, and, and it's it's wintry. That's the important part. And then if you look up, you see you t- see two 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 little skunks. And these skunks, they're not like in the trees or not no nothing. These skunks be flying up in the air, like like some magical creatures. And and I presume the boy whose mouth is open is saying, a trick they learned from the reindeer. Flying skunk sounds terrifying. <laughs> that sounds like such a bad idea i can't disagree or a good idea if you're horrible maybe <laughs> that's another way to think about it i suppose <laughs> a good idea if you're I- i'm gonna start using that to reframe things like that's a great idea if you're an idiot that's fair if yeah. someone next time someone asks me a stupid question i'm gonna say that's a great question for an idiot that's a great question for winning a Darwin Award. <laughs> uh, no, so, but I mean, my, my question, as as often it is, is quite simple for this comic. Uh, I agree a flying skunk would be terrifying, but which terrestrial animal would you most want to be able to fly? Like, what would you like to see soaring oh. through the clouds? Whether with wings or some other form of propulsion. That doesn't really matter right now. Gut reaction is penguin. <laughs> I don't know whether that's a really boring answer, or I mean, it's certainly unexpected. Really? 
I mean, my I, answer is going to be like elephant. So, <laughs> see, that sounds terrifying. Because what if like, the elephant an, loses control? An elephant, like its trunk, is used as like a helicopter blade. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! So not quite Dumbo like, but that's awesome. I like that. <laughs> that's a good picture in my head. Um, I'm trying to decide if that would make it harder or easier for poachers to catch them. I don't know. I I have no um, guess as to their agility in this miracle world that we're in. Yeah. But yeah, flying penguin. Uh, flying penguin. But I feel like there's got to be something better. But like that was the gut reaction. Was like first thought was penguin, second thought was ostrich, and then third thought was ostrich is a stupid idea. <laughs> well, at least we agree so on I'm that. So I'm gonna go with penguin because ostrich was a horrible idea. All right. I would not want them to fly. They are stupid birds. Um, penguin. What about like a? Oh gosh, not like a lion or a. T- Ooh, flying. I feel like flying wildebeest would be stupid in a hilarious way, because they're such dumb animals. Yeah, like I, I was. I was gonna say kind of along that same side as like if you make pigs fly, you're gonna have to really adjust the English language. That would be good. What about, like, or oh, if you want to make something horrifying, like flying rats. I guess pigeons. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Done. It's a, yeah. Um, I mean, I think pigeons are, like, annoying, but they're not as, like, invasive as a rat. Like, if a rat could also fly in addition to its current skills, like roaming around a house, that would be frightening. But, like, I'm not worried about my apartment, like, my cabinet being raided by a pigeon. <laughs> See, you gotta you gotta readjust the things that concern you in life. <laughs> My <then>. Expectations, yeah. <laughs> Th- this isn't this isn't a pigeon problem. This is a Marx conception of the world problem. <laughs> That's right. You you just wait till you leave your window open on uh, a warm day, and you got. Funnily enough, my window's been open for the last week. <sighs> you know what? I almost opened a window today. It hit the fifties today. Hey. It was bonkers. Not too shabby. Yeah, I walked outside wearing a t-shirt, and I was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> why Why is sweater weather already almost over? JK, it's not. <laughs> it's going to be freaking cold again pretty soon. So I heard there's a there's allegedly going to be some... There's I've heard talk that there's going to be a cold snap here, but I don't know where here. I, just, like, I see news reports about it, and then every time I look at any weather app or any weather forecast, they're all just like... I don't know what you're talking about. It's going to be like in the 50s and sunny still. So I don't know what to expect. Yeah. But uh, I'm prepared. I have sweaters if I need them. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'll probably wear one to the store. Yeah. Sweaters are good. You you know what? Let's, I want to leave you with a fun factoid. Do it. You probably already know this, but. uh, I appreciate the confidence. Within the past uh, two weeks, maybe. You can we can now say that a human made object has officially touched the sun. Oh. Is that so? Yes. I believe. I might be wrong. Let me double check this. Uh, no, no, I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew that we had shot something a couple of probes at oh, the sun. I'm an idiot. it's like a month ago. Okay. I'm just late to the party. That sounds right. L- yeah, oh, l- it's still cool though. But it's gonna it, the records are gonna keep getting broken over the next few years here. Nice as the the spacecraft continues to orbit 
getting ever so or increasingly closer and closer to the sun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you you get your job done, Parker Solar Probe. You got it. You you do yeah, the I'll, things. I'll, I'll leave you with a trivia question. See if you can answer it quickly. Uh-oh. Uh, this is something that a co-worker gave to me, which I gave to Aaron's lab earlier this week, and they were not able to get it all. There are five elements on the periodic table. <sighs> whose when you when you write out the name of the element, that name contains only one vowel. The vowel can be repeated, but there's only one like individual vowel. Oh. Can you name the five elements? 